We're all clowns in the clown kingdom. Oh, we're all mad here. Ha <laughs> um. ha. The thing is, when I, when I think about clowns, I always want to say honk honk, but it's like a neo-Nazi meme. Is it? Yeah. Can't you just be a juggalo and that'd be fine? It's, oh, they're good. It's also they're a homestuck. Yeah. Yeah, honk well, is like a I hate to tell you this, joke. but homestuck, crypto-fascist. <laughs> not true. <laughs> not true. No, homestuck is anti-furs. It's true. The trolls are representative of... Uh, I I don't know anything about Homestuck. I mean, they're, li- this... they're literally internet trolls. But anyway, is is this piece of media, my friend? <laughs> I yes, a... it's real, and it's your friend. I found the clown face art. That wow, rude! You... Don't do clown face unless you're. <laughs> yeah, that's like really. It's called offensive. Clown Face One by Stephen Quinn, and it's like a woman's photograph with like clown makeup on. It costs two hundred and ninety-five pounds. That's what worth it? it. I want it. It has free UK shipping, though. Oh, shit. Nice. Mm. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I wanted... So, onto this episode. I wanted to start the episode officially with an apology for last week's episode. That isn't out yet, but will be out, where we did talk about travel pussies <laughs> for about 25 minutes. If now we're going to talk about travel classy this time. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's it's like a travel pussy, but when you when you uh, frantically and sadly masturbate into it, it makes a honk noise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with every thrust. Me and yeah, me and the true. fellas, me and the fellas, stopping at a service station um, to get our clussies, um, and we're in a very small car, and then we all get out one by one, and there's way more people than you think you'd be able to fit in the car. Yeah, you can fit yeah, way I... more dicks in this truck in this travel pussy than you think. Slapping, slapping the hood of myself, you can fit, you can fit so many things in this clussy. <laughs> Okay. Well, my my point was I was going to apologize <laughs> for last episode. <laughs> I was going to apologize for our, our awful, egregious, offensive uh, things that we did. I mean, it was episode. especially what was especially offensive is that it was on our what was supposed to be our family friendly Christmas special. Yeah, uh, it was the one where we asked. It's the season finale and the Christmas special uh, and maybe also the New Year special if you're listening to it in New Year. If you're listening to it on Easter, it's your Easter special. Go wild. But my point is it was supposed to be our like big family-friendly season finale where you gather all your all the little children in your family together to hear the tale of the Hawkfather movie. Yeah, you get them all to listen to Who Watches the Watch, mm. a podcast <laughs> that has famously been very approachable for children. Always. <laughs> yeah. Children will be like, Oh, 9-11 day. I love 9-11 day. They always talk about it in my favourite podcast, Who Watches the Watch. <laughs> oh, 9-11, just like in Who Watches the Watch. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, I should really start a letterbox group called 9-11, and a letterbox list called 9-11 movies, which are just movies set in autumn. Yeah. Okay. Um... Who does it take place? <laughs> I mean, there's. I mean, there's some action 9/11 movies, Sally? but it only need, it needs to be all movies that yeah, came out not, before 9/11. It's not going to be actual 9/11 yeah. movies. Um, Harry Met Sally is a 9/11 movie. It is. Yeah. They walk through leaves. Harry Harry did 9/11 after he broke up with Sally. I don't know. Do they do they break up? They don't not? really get together until the end. It's a great movie. I've not seen it. It's fine. It's really. I know she, I I know she pretends to really pretends good. to come in a cafe. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a good. I'll thing. have what she's she, having. Uh, what she's having, which I think uh, it's good. It's look, 
I do I do really like the central performances. I like the jokes. Um I might need to rewatch it, I don't know. I think it's if good. you rewatch it you'll be like, actually this is actually very clever as yeah. a movie. I like when um I can't remember what it was that I was watching, but it was like quoting Nora Ephron and saying, Men and women can't be friends and it's like I don't know if Nora Ephron believes that. <laughs> I know that's kind of what the movie says. People unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean like, that's I, I think that's what I was saying, be, right? Like I mean, we had this like I don't think, I think it's saying that not it's not necessarily true, but it, for some people it's true and it like depends on what kind of person you are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean in the end I don't like that's what I mean, right? Like even if it says that, like I can, I can't set that aside. Like I'm a, I'm uh, an adult. Actually, you know, when I Harry can enjoy Met Sally movie. is a problematic movie. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I think if you like when Harry Met Sally, you should really like think about feminism and watch a feminist thing like Emily in Paris instead. I'm still it thinking isn't... about. Sorry, you go. No, I was just gonna say it is insane that like feminism uh, is Rob when Ryan the woman is, is director good of, in a movie and she's of, happy. of when Harry Met Sally put out like. Princess Bride and like Spinal Tap and when Harry met Sally like pretty closely next to each other like mm. it, the, w- w- one what of the it, one of the like run. yeah right like that like late seventies early eighties Rob Reiner run is like one of the best of that time and then late like in the last like thirty years he only made like I don't know movies about like old people having a <laughs> having a <laughs> having a romp like. Maybe that's because he just got old and he was like, only movies about me. I mean, like, Nora Ephraim and she went when Harry met Sally is, like, semi-autobiographical about yeah. her and also most, the director of the movie. Most, most of Nora Ephron's stuff is semi-autobiographical. She's just like, this is about me. I'm she's, just a little freak woman. And this is a this is me, a character who's very quirky and lovable. And she's like, also the me. I don't know if you've read Heartburn, but at the beginning of it, she's like, this is not autobiographical. Um, my husband cheated on a woman... Um, cheated on me with a woman who was a lot taller than me. Whereas in this book, she's a lot taller and beautiful. And it's like, oh. okay, that's really good. <laughs> it's, oh, that's it's really a lot funny. of fun. Um, but I wanted to say, sorry, just on the whole topic of feminism hashtag. Uh huh. Um, I still haven't stopped thinking about that fucking um, like tweet. That was like, ladies, what is your most sincerely held anti-feminist belief? Oh yeah. my god. It was like the the worst fucking responses in the world. It's just like Did just they... say just say you wanna have servants. <laughs> just say you wanna have servants. Wait, the British <laughs> media so class circuit twenty twenty uh early spring. It's genuinely genuinely the best time I had on Twitter was just like scrolling through those like the best time I had on Twitter and like during the past like two weeks i would say i was just like looking through all of those replies and having a laugh like it's it's just very satisfying to see how many people think that they're like transgressive anti-feminist take is um i want my man to take out the bin I will never so touch the garbage bin. Yeah, there's pink jobs and blue jobs. Pink and jobs pink and jobs are jobs. me sitting and looking really pretty on the sofa with my makeup. And blue the jobs insane. are being disgusting, <laughs> horrible man. Yeah. <laughs> taking out the stinky bins for me. Is the like, underlying like... insane thing to me about that thread is that apparently all these women just went directly to 
living with their boyfriend slash husband from like yeah. living with their parents. Like there's no in between. That's their main, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the patriarchy, baby. That's their main experience is just being vaguely annoyed at their boyfriend. So that's like what the, yeah. what the threat yeah. is. And then I a bunch of and then a bunch of women saying if you if you don't shave your legs, you should be burnt at the stake like a witch <laughs> yeah. for your transgressions Disgusting. against femininity. Do you remember yeah, that showing woman hairy wrote... legs in public is a punishable crime. That's true, it's disgusting. Do you remember that woman who wrote a, um, wrote a poem about Brace Belton being a terrible boyfriend? Um, no. And it turned out she'd never dated Brace Belton. <laughs> <laughs> That's deranged. That's wow. really That's very funny. Was it one of the ones where someone, some weird woman on Twitter, like, imagines dating someone and then tells you how terrible it would be to date them, even though that they've never dated them? And it's mm. just like... <laughs> so, like, dating Bernie Sanders would actually be like dating my weird uncle slash abusive, like, teacher. Yeah. It's like, He's I'm just like Rock, who'll make you, you, can, you can be normal about things. It's American possible. liberal. American Jeremy Corbyn. I bet Jeremy He'd Corbyn would snore. be a terrible boyfriend and would yeah. never take out the trash. Unlike, unlike he just time off, he'll hold you down until you cramp. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just think like so much of the responses were just like, oh, women should have never like started working. We should go back to like, you know, just That's being housewives. And it's like, they did, they did do like, a lot of work like no all life never read the, the feminine mystique. uh yeah <laughs> everyone lived like betty draper from mad men uh before yes. before the whole betty point that they were all yeah. they were just literally all depressed <laughs> yeah like that's <laughs> and, no, and, she was happy and if, she was pretty and hot and uh, had a nice husband and it was great i think we should go back to being lobotomized <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I think we should go back to lobotomy. I would love a lobotomy. It would make my I, life so much easier. I do think Everybody it's the one thing that, that could kill me. Gets a lobotomy from chairs. <laughs> yeah. What? Sorry. <laughs> Everyone who replied to that thread gets a lobotomy from chairs. Yeah, line up and I'll do give you, you my own homemade lobotomy. Do you think there's someone who is like for whom like having like an ice pick going through their head to cut out a specific brain node is an erotic experience yeah me yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well you've heard of sounding it's just top sounding have you heard of okay i'm not going to tell you sounding you sound your head and you sound your other head <laughs> what uh... movie no, I know it's too grim to tell you about, to be okay. honest. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't want to tell you. If you look up the movie Headers, then you can you can learn about a really horrible movie. And I'm not oh, the one that. with JD. No headers, like head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm not gonna look it up. I am. Yeah. Headers. I am fucking terrified of JD Headers. The worst horror movie about lobotomies is Sucker Punch. Oh, just I... the header. Yeah, that's oh, probably the worst movie about lobo- about lobotomies because it's like being a lobotomy is terrible, mm. but isn't it kind of sexy? Yeah, <laughs> isn't the it best... kind of sexy to be lobotomized? <laughs> what? The I best love movie about movies. the best movie about lobotomy is, of course, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, in which we find out that lobotomizing people is actually girl, girl boss. boss behavior. Fucking girl boss. If you're a girl boss, you're doing a lobotomy right now, which is why I'm always giving out free lobotomies <laughs> to my friends and fans. Yeah, it's very hard to uh, schedule a podcast with Chess because she'll always be on her damn lobotomies. I'm like, sorry, I can't tonight. I'm lobotomizing my neighbor. <laughs> you know, they were reluctant at first, but eventually I persuaded them and now they're really into yeah. it. 
I was um, editing the last episode that went up and it was so hard because there were so many lobotomy noises on Chaz's audio. <laughs> yeah, I do it while I'm recording. You know how like the Chapo mm. guy plays video games? I'm like fully doing a lobotomy on screen <laughs> while my friends watch while we record this podcast, which is why it's really like distracting sometimes. I can see your hippocampus. <laughs> yeah, well, don't tell the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, send hippocampus pics. <laughs> okay. Someone want their hippocampus age? <laughs> the the hippocampus. You me. <laughs> okay. Anyway, this yeah, is apologies. A very strange apo- bit. Let's get into. <laughs> apologies. Anyway, a good apology, episode. I think. Apologies for talking about travel pussies last episode. Yeah, it's uh, not going to happen I, again. I'm sorry, and I formally mm. apologise mm. to you, the listener. I'm not. I'm okay. the one who brought it up, but. <laughs> Fuck, I, had I don't an even remember joke. why. I can't remember what it was. An opening joke. I don't yeah. We had I on never... the last episode we had someone be like, Oh, it's really cool really cool to be reminded of the German perspective again. Really really fun that y'all talked about Struvel Peter and Max and Moritz. And I was yeah. like, wait for the next one. <laughs> wait for the next one. We really got a German perspective on certain uh things things and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, congratulations oh, on yeah. your new yeah. socialist government, Janusz. Yeah, now we're <laughs> now, the, now it's the socialists that are in mm. power who are totally not. I've seen like the They're not just liberals, the new, are they? No, like just today, some they the I don't know which newspaper like published an article that was like the Green and the Libertarian Party's first meeting ends with a selfie, and it's just a selfie uh, of these like uh, old. Of course it did libertarians and so-called so-called leftists but it's just libertarian i don't want to get into it i'm so fucking you know i'm back to back to the, the german leftists favorite thing which complain about the spd so that's gonna be me and now i can now i can <laughs> like in good conscience i hate mm. the green party again so that's me oh hell yeah it's really fun to hate the green party because most of them are pretty bad yeah yeah it's um, become my dad's like, like, but we literally have to like do the Green Party to to survive. I'm like, I don't think the Green Party is going to save us. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, here the narrative has become like, especially and among a lot of like younger left leaning people, it was always like, well, you got to vote the Green Party because the actual leftist party has no chance of winning, but the Green Party is popular and they're almost the same. And it's like, mm. but like the current the current candidate was like the most like conservative leaning <laughs> like part of the more conservative leaning faction of the green party of course he was so literally like, the chancellor in the last cabinet not the chancellor sorry the um the finance guy in the last yeah. cabinet. chancellor is the finance guy in britain so i keep getting it oh up. okay yeah <laughs> um yeah <laughs> so uh. I love it. it's, it's extremely german decision being like Yes, well, we liked the last one, but uh, <laughs> what if we had the same but slightly different as a treat? Yeah, we'll, have to, we'll have to form a coalition with the Libertarian Party and still pretend we have a left government. It's cool. I love, it's time for a change, but not not much of one. <laughs> like a, a very, very slight, a very slight change. Yes. The idea of like a Green Party pairing with Libertarians is like very easy to imagine, but also extremely funny. It's like... <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, we really are just gonna like the create F- carbon F- sucking F- machines, huh? <laughs> that yeah. don't work. You wanna sucked off by a carbon machine? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> um, um, I gotta find a selfie real quick mm. so that everyone can have a laugh. 
So uh, I didn't know the FPD were, or FDP or whatever they're called. They're libertarians. That's wild. I mean, they're so they're so called liberal party, but it's like very the classical liberal party. Very classical liberal. Yeah. <laughs> and just let work. Me... There we go. <laughs> look at how happy they look. Cropping of like two of the four people's head heads are like slightly cut off. Yeah, it's a great selfie. They need someone with like a longer arm. It's remember when Ellen did the most epic yes, selfie of all time. Yes, we remember the epic pizza selfie when Ellen hosted the Oscars. <laughs> I love I love Ellen when her I love Ellen so much. Her whole her whole joke was that wouldn't it be funny if we acted like poor people? But like she did such a bad job at like understanding what like normal people are. Yeah, she doesn't know. Really. It wouldn't be wacky to order pizza. <laughs> what if we ordered pizza to this big event without? I mean, obviously Wait, was, they must have. Was that a joke that the, the ordering pizza? Pe- oh, Chaz is dead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> back. You clown too hard. Welcome back. Thank you. You just froze. So I wanted to bring you back to life with my clown pig- not with my into the powers. clown best. Yeah. Um, Did you hear that there's the going to be a best. clowns also into you? Did you hear there's going to be a show about, I don't know if it's like a Netflix, I think it's like a Netflix kids show about an eight-year-old Ellen DeGeneres? Yes, yeah, I saw that. I did see that. It feels like reputation laundering and a really bad job of it as yeah. well. Yeah, I don't think anyone wants that. No. It's no. Like if, I will make the kids love me and then my, my uh, legacy will be positive rather than negative like it currently is. But then Netflix uh. does... Um, Netflix does make like vast. They just they will make anything. Yeah, they'll just chin out like a bunch of shit. There yeah. was some. I think it was someone with a links to the um, Quiverful movement or like oh, some some extremely right wing um, bizarre uh, like Christian sect in America who uh, Netflix is making his like ninja TV show. Interesting. And it, and it has like it has like subtle Christian messaging in it. Mm, what I like show? in my ninja show. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> and the BBC are doing a I, Jimmy I assassinate people for for money, but I also um I also love God. Yeah, did yeah. you hear that Steve Coogan is playing Jimmy Savile in the BBC Jimmy Savile drama? Yeah, I did, I'm not yeah. sure about the BBC doing a Jimmy Savile drama. To be honest, <laughs> that's with what you. I said. They literally <laughs> knew. <laughs> Yeah. I remember when we had like this pedophile and we just let him run around doing whatever he wanted. We were like, wow, this guy's freaky, didn't he? <laughs> Guess we can't do anything about that. Isn't he such an obvious pedophile? I yeah. bet he's not really a pedophile. Um anyway. It's cool let- that in the in the Ellen Self with the other the other gay icon, Kevin Spacey, was also on it. It's such a such a huge W for They're homophobia, to be honest. Like yeah. Ellen Thank being God. Ellen turning out to be to be the worst. Um, just 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 another win for us homophobes, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's always a homophobes stay winning. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> Peace. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Anyway, let's get into the episode. Another Discworld novel, which once again features one of the more familiar characters of the Discworld, Samuel Vines. Sam Vines. Uh, he most decidedly doesn't save the world. What he does do is give the world time to save itself. 
which is very much more of a, a discord way of doing things. Sam Vines is not gifted with a huge intellect. It's absolutely right for Sam Vines. Trolls and dwarves and vampires. Discord way of doing things. Vines finds himself in the same circumstances. And I really trust you. I've trusted you up till now. Discworld way of doing things. Uh, hello and welcome to Who Watches the Watch It podcast where we read and watch Terry Pratchett books in order of publishing, kind of, mostly, and then watch the adaptions. That's what this podcast is. It's hosted by four people who've been, uh, we've joined up the watch in the clown section of, <laughs> of the watch uh, in order to make up diversity. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> every time we try chasing criminals, we trip over buckets and like humorously like hit big panes of glass <laughs> like people are carrying down the street. Um, I'm, I'm your host, Chaz, and... Um, I don't know, really. Uh, <laughs> Who does? One of those days. Uh, detritus was reading the riot act to all those guys. He's just like Winston Churchill. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi, I'm your host, Robin, and I forgot what I was going to say for this intro bit, so instead of that, I'm just doing blackout word poetry to make it seem like Vimes and Vestinari are having sex, so I'm going to post though. that on Twitter. <laughs> That's really good. They are. There's they are. a lot of tension in that scene. Uh, I'm your host, yeah, no, I've been having really, really tough time these past few days because, like, every time, every time I go outside, my sexual magnetism just like, <laughs> starts going insane. You're like one of those guys in a Lynx ad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm your host, George, and I also forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Wow, functioning I, today, guys. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I it's something. been a weird day. I don't know. Uh, I did wow. just hear about um, Paradise Lost, the book. Oh. And kind of problematic. I mean, do you know the main character is literally the cause of all evil in the world and the fall of humanity? <laughs> That's so cringe. How can you stand That's, this guy? Exactly. Fucking problematic, am I right? Yeah, I'm unflo- unfollowing him now. I forgot I was going to say earlier when we were talking about pink tasks and blue tasks that um, it's not real, it's not true because my housemates make me take out any daddy long legs that gets in the house and put it out the window because they're both so afraid. They're all so afraid of the daddy long legs, which is a win for feminism. I remember Alec being afraid of of spiders. They're very scary. I'm with your. They're not even spiders, they're flies. They're just big flies. You just look like you put them outside. There's been a a massive huntsman spider next to the. um, like access key thing to get into my my flat um, for, for days. Like, I, well, I don't, it's just hanging out. But okay. I went there today, and it's do you know a what's dungeon scarier? entrance. That's why it was no. There was a fucking wasp just like on it, it eating it. It was like a it was like a few legs left, and the wasp oh was just just eating it. That's so <laughs> the majesty yeah. of nature. Yeah, nature's so fucking. I'm on Team Spider. Anyway, so this week we have been reading the first set of Jingo, a book that we were very concerned about reading, but isn't too bad yet. So far, I liked it a lot. I like it. I like it's it a lot, apart from all of the bits that are racist. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some interesting choices made by Terry uh, in this third, like. 
tackling rather than just pivoting away from fantasy racism and just being like what if i do actual real world racism yeah. complete actual... with real world slurs <laughs> yeah that the first one of those really threw me back a bit i know it's I very it's odd on page 69 i'm not gonna say it um i don't remember that one not nice i might not have known that's a slur you... if it's one oh, of that's a very ones. british slur <laughs> yeah to do with uh yeah like the something turban you one. might wear on your head, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I thought he made that one up. No, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's a real a real British one. It's a real bad one, um, and it's just kind of said, drop the hat in this. And whether it's, I mean, it's it's not <laughs> it's not nice to read. <laughs> it's just, it's very weird. It's a yeah, very I like no I don't idea. think it's terrible, like, but it's I was very just reading, weird. I was just reading it and I was like, this is not I expected this one to be incredibly racist. And like besides I but even the names weren't like as like funny names as I expected it to be. Uh, I didn't know that that was a slur, obviously. Like that's that is completely new to, new knowledge to me. <laughs> That's yeah, just no, a yeah, no, quirk for you. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the Americans do it as well. I think it must yeah. be an Anglosphere one. Yeah. Mm. It does well, feel more like right a in Americans. One, what 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 Islamophobic and generally like uh anti Middle Eastern and South Asian people slurs do you have? Just send them all into <laughs> us. Send, send them send to our local slurs. Please I think what's what's like interesting also about this book is that it kind of combines like indian people with like arabic people Ara- yeah. yeah exactly it's like yeah mushed into one they're both it's the east <laughs> the east it's all kind of one yeah. thing over there they're all Which the same sort, it, sort so- of is how racists think of them you know? oh i mean yes but- it is just so <laughs> weird to have just like real life racism against like basically real a real life like yeah. ethnic group in your in your book where you normally do that with like trolls and stuff. Like it's really it's really strange. It's just interesting yeah. when when like a few books ago he said there's no there, racism. There's no, on yeah, the disc there's, a, there's no racism on the disc, just speciesism. Just speciesism. He decided that there was some racism actually. <laughs> It was think, against Indian people. I think he was mm. like, I'm going to use this book to make a statement about the UK. But it's... <laughs> so it's, it's very much of its time in that I really yes. do believe he wrote it in good faith. But oh yeah, oh, no, no, I, don't. Absolutely. Is, I do think he did. Yeah. It, it is just like full of yeah. stuff that you... Certainly, I couldn't write today. Not to be like, oh, you can't, write, can't even write slurs anymore. <laughs> um... <laughs> But like it's clearly well intentioned, but it does still stray into some like very grim stereotypes. Like I think it would be fine to like you can write a book about real life racism and use slurs in your book about real life racism, but using real life slurs in your book about fantasy racism is just kind of yeah, that's kind of (laughs) kind of an odd one. At least he didn't make them like a different species; they're still human beings. So we got that to be thankful for because a lot of fancy <laughs> writers will do that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but he okay. Mm, he but they're not like one for one exopes, you know. Of, yeah, you know, okay. when he does I, I talk about like yeah, it's not like talking orcs. Yeah, yeah. There's some stuff that seems bad now. <laughs> so he's not doing bright because I don't want to. 
He's not doing Raya. <laughs> what if what if orcs, uh, dumb, brutal, and and unlike uh, horrible, were were like black people? <laughs> it's like no, that's yeah. bad. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. the film is anti-racist. Wasn't that a yeah. Max Landis movie? Yes, that yeah. was Max Landis's big movie. That, that was his. Was that was going to be, gonna be huge... his Star Wars. Yeah, he said like, it was going to be his Star Wars. I do remember even even like before he got cancelled, like two weeks later, him. completely. He was always a fucking loser. Even then, like when when Bright came out, before Bright came out, he was like, "Sorry to talk about a, an actual rapist here on the podcast," but like <laughs> before Bright came out came out he was like hyping it up as this is going to be my style and then when bright came out he started just like bitching about changes they made to his screenplay <laughs> that like worked <laughs> better like every time and, and he did the same Max, thing also with his he did the same thing with his uh frankenstein movie where he oh, was also was like that he Classic. also he wrote one of the frankenstein movies i'm trying to remember what it was called it was like What's the what's the what's Doctor Frankenstein's first name? Sir I Frankenstein. No, it was the other one. Uh, Victor. Victor Frankenstein. Yeah, Victor he wrote that one, and even then, like every time someone said something is bad about that movie, he would link them to the original screenplay to That's just so like funny. show them that his screenplay. But it's I'm like, a good writer, actually. I'm a really great writer. It was just ruined by the director who didn't understand my vision. It's just weird that all of his scripts. <laughs> got I wanna. I wanna bring up. Whenever Max Landis comes up, I always want to bring up that joke about like, hey, what do you think was John Landis's worst commitment to society? The fact that he killed two children or Max Landis? Yeah, and that was like even <laughs> before. Christ. That was like even before all the allegations yeah. against yeah. him came out. Like that was when, when he was only irritating. <laughs> Remember when he was gonna make, he was gonna remake American Werewolf in London. Oh, why? But he was gonna direct that. You need a new one. He was like, that's the only movie of my dad's that I want to remake, which is also the, his most accomplished ones. Like, that's that's weird. I want to remake American Werewolf in London, but I want to do London Werewolf in America. London yeah. Werewolf in America. <laughs> oh, oh, mate, you oh, mean, mate, mate, you mean you dinner? Do a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my my special I'm, effects. Hey, I'm my arms are lengthening. Yeah. Like, you know, why are you bellying me like that? <laughs> I'm horny for this nurse now. <laughs> okay anyway so so jingo by, jingo. by terence pratchett i was gonna say something else about the oh yeah it's has just anyone that... else read this before george you've read this before yeah i've read this before. george read this before i have not read this before oh okay. um, interesting i won't spoil anything thanks uh, you're welcome <laughs> oh, there's some stuff yeah interesting there's some stuff that i don't want to <sighs> I mean, just do it because we'll get to it anyway. And if it's going to like impact your our, our deep, deep literary criticism, then I'd rather we talked about it. Okay, there's just there's some stuff that's like pretty bad. Oh, well, well, if it comes up, then I'll I'll talk about it. But should we should we do like a summary and then try and like talk about it through that, or like how do we want to approach this? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good yeah. question. How do we approach? Yeah, this, this is season one? three. How are we doing this? We're doing this is season four actually. How are we doing it this four. time? How are we yeah. doing season four? Season four, premiere. let's go. Uh, what a I great book to start a season on. I kind of yeah. want to say that the... What's his name? The kid... Jamil? Yes. Um, his, like, anger reaction to them getting, like, petrol bombed at the curry shop, which, by the way, extremely real. Extremely <laughs> real, like... 
shit that yeah. happens. Yeah. He wants Very... to talk about racism. He does want to talk about racism and like does a pretty good description of what radicalization does and is mm. and can happen as a result of like societal yeah. um, exclusion. Um Still very weird. <laughs> Still very weird to read that in there. Like, That's a weird way to tackle. I mean, I I do think he takes some of it seriously. Like some of it. I think he takes a lot of it I very seriously. Take, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's taking it very seriously. No, I mean that that comes across even in that scene. Mm. And then you know they move the yeah. family, but yeah, just it took me back a bit. Police yeah, and he's very rarely very against racism. Police hate yeah. racism. <laughs> the best yeah, the other about thing. The police. Yeah. I was I was like, we'll probably get to that. I just want, I wanted to be like to to say that like interestingly he he not only takes it like not only takes it seriously but also like there's very little like jokes about the Clatchians in a way that he hasn't done in like like interesting times is just like full of like racist jokes right mm. and in this one it's like misguided the way he the way he the way he portrays Clatchians and the way like he melts meant several like cultures but also like talks about real racism but also he I will say to his credit he doesn't like make jokes about them at least mm. in this one third which is yeah, yeah. it's still yeah, weird he, but it's like a step up does, from like the way he like, he does the sort of point and look Thing where it's like pointing out stuff about a different culture and not really saying anything about it so it's not a joke at their expense but it is sort of close i don't know like what just like pointing stuff out about them which i mean comes back into it in some like good ways with the whole like oh they're always you know there's loads of sand there there's loads of sand at this crime scene do we think that that might be a bit where are the dates and the camels and stuff? Yeah, like, I mean, they've mm-hmm. done those stereotypes in previous books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he also yeah. does. A, he's learning. He is. <laughs> it's it, growing. It, it, seems, it seems like some of what it is seems to be. Lessons? Some of it definitely yeah. seems to be like course correction, like both both from like sorcery, where yeah. it was like just that, the, the thing that I just described he doesn't do in this one. Yeah. <laughs> which he did like all the time in sorcery. Uh, and also he does a bit about how, uh, well, there's always the jokes about like foreign foods uh, and funny names, uh, jokes that aren't really funny, if you think about it. And like, you, you've, made you've been show. doing this, <laughs> which can yeah. be like an admission, I guess. But I also, like I heard that he, he goes, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't so long ago. And I don't know, I don't remember who it was in our Discord pointed out that weirdly he, he comes back to funny Chinese food in like one of his last books, like in Snuff or something. Oh, I can't remember. I've only read Snuff once. I had a Snuff or Shepherd's Crown. I I think like one of his last ones for sure. Raising not, Steam, one of those. Not, probably not Shepherd's Crown. There's not a lot going on in that book. Um, <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, very straightforward title to this book. Jingo. Jingo. You get it's it? just. Jingo. Jingo. Like, like Jingoism. Like just Jingo. saying the theme. I mean, fair enough. It's not his worst oh, title. Yeah, Is it Jingo it. exclamation mark or just Jingo? It's just Jingo. Just Jingo. Okay. Jingo. 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 Just hands. Jingo. Panic at the Jingo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there's some bits of it that are pretty, pretty good, I think. There's some good, like when he, when he doesn't, 
and, and like most of it is like about the Ankh-Morpork Porkian perspective, and he does some really accurate descriptions of how like jingoism happens. I think. Um, yeah, I will say this book is an extremely accurate um, portrayal of what it's like to be, to be a British. white to be a white <laughs> British person yeah. who doesn't. I won't say isn't racist, but like doesn't like racism. Mm. Um, maybe hasn't like it doesn't fully understand racism, mm. um, but like personally dislikes it and thinks it's bad because uh, you know that was growing up in Britain. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, absolutely, and like yeah. it's a pretty good description of like how people as a whole can act jingoistically like the whole like after um they have the the shootout not shootout after he shoots the guy with a crossbow because he thinks they're being attacked and hate crimed again it's yeah. like all the people running through the streets saying like the clatchians are killing people now and finds it's like okay who who's killing who and no mm. one knows <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. you don't because you don't need to i it's yes. good i think it's a good it's just the yeah. british media class isn't yeah. it really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This Maybe we should cool. try to either do like a, a very a quick, quick a summary. Yeah, so this island has appeared called Leshp, which is a funny name. Leshp. 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 It's a pretty fucked island. Like, it's spooky. No one loves yeah. No one likes being there. But there's a Clatchian <laughs> no fisherman it. and an Anglefuck fisherman. And they have like a fishing rivalry. And they decide that this is both their... It belongs to each of their countries now. Despite yeah. the fact it has fucked vibes. Even though there's fucked vibes and there's nothing on it, but they say it has tactical advantage just in case they happen to maybe go to war with each other or someone nearby. It's basically the Falklands. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> and, um... <laughs> there's nothing Wait. there. There's nothing there. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It. Las Islas Malvinas son Brasileiras. <laughs> um, and, uh... So they both want Lesh. Um, and this is like maybe increasing tensions between Clatch and Angmorpork. And so we go back to Angmorpork and it's Vimes and you know, things are clicking on pretty similarly to how they were at the end of the last book. Uh Carrot's really expanded the watch and he's taken on a lot of Vimes' tasks as his sort of second in command and he's really good at it. Vimes is kind of sad about this because he likes to be the leader who's like head of the watch. And he wants to do everything. He's having trouble like letting go of things. Um, they've got a lot more guys. There's another golem. There's Regshu. If you remember our old mate Regshu from uh, Reaper Mr. Man. Mr. Regshu. Mr. Regshu. Reg. Shop. Um <laughs> I just read it as a reg. Regshu. Yeah, um, I'm alternating Reginald. between reg and reg. It's reg. I don't know which one that it's is. reg. Because it's Reginald. But reg. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and you know we we sort of go in media res of this clatch thing that's been going on for a little bit, and Vimes is, Vimes is at a meeting with Lord Vednari and a bunch of lords, and they're all like, "We should go back. We should go to war and teach Johnny Clatchy in a lesson." Woof 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 woof. I do. I just bring back the standing armies. So it's basically if you're a there's a law that if you're a if you're a lord, you're allowed to um, put together an army and have your own little regiment, which. It's weird because there's not even a war yet, so why are they all doing that? Mm. Um, Veterinary's like, this isn't ideal. I'm not a big fan of this. 
I don't like <laughs> that all of you guys are getting armies together, but you have, you have to be able but to do can't, it. Can't because being like Bimes, Bimes, anyone who is a member of the aristocracy can put together an army. <laughs> <laughs> and Bimes is like, damn, that sucks. Bimes. Terrible. And Bimes like, oh, I hate the aristocracy. <laughs> 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 Glad there's no aristocrats around here. Yeah. <laughs> Just me in a room. Which <laughs> uh, is very funny. Uh, it's like that meme where it says, like, where it's like an image of a clown and it's, it's like, it's like two clowns, I think. And it says, uh, there are three liberals looking at each other. Yeah. <laughs> but it's vines with, uh, with aristocrats. <laughs> yeah so he's like oh, i hate all these people they're so racist and i hate them um he's wandering around tensions are high in the city uh the mob is being racist vimes keeps like challenging them when he goes past you know when he appears in crowds uh meanwhile a delegation from clouch is coming because one of the princes has got a uh a honorary degree from the unseen <laughs> university <laughs> So he's coming uh, sort of for that and also for like diplomatic talks or whatever. Exceptionally funny just as a concept to get an honorary degree from the Unseen University. Yeah. What yeah. would you want to major in? I think it's just because Terry has so many honorary degrees. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I want to make a joke about honorary degrees. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's happening and Vimes has to be in the procession. Um, the procession happens... And uh, Vimes is at the front of it, leading the way in his ceremonial uniform. He's really tired because he's been on stakeout, checking for threats to the procession. And then he sort of defaults into policeman walking mode and slows down the entire procession and just starts like smoking and like throwing his trench in back and forth. He sort of dissociates. Um, and then he sees someone up in, a, up in a window who shouldn't be there and he goes and he stops them. The year is 1963, Dallas. So, so get get this. (laughs) What if a guy was shot from a high window, but he was shot in the back, and there may have been a second shooter that uh, that was also. It was a lone crossbow man, I I tell you. What if there was a man in some sort of depository of books, if you will? Yeah, he's in a sort of like a weird little room, right? What if there was just like one very grainy film of this? What if there was yeah, one there was guy one who was a patsy and had said, I'm a patsy, over and over again? Yeah. <laughs> that would be fucked. Anyway, uh, enough about America. This is Angola. <laughs> um, <laughs> Vime sees this guy. Oh, wait, there's a whole diplom. I forgot about the... They have, like, a diplomatic meal that Vimes has to go to, begrudgingly. Yeah. But he, he meets hates the prince. diplomacy. He hates diplomacy. He's a straight talker. He's just the normal average guy, isn't he? So he, he goes, politics? Politics? I don't know what politics is. Me I'm when I played man. one game of subterfuge and got backstabbed immediately. I hate diplomacy. <laughs> I hate politics. Um, he meets the prince and he immediately gets that the prince is pretty clever and is testing him. Um by like continually trying to make him be racist and see if he will. Um and then being like, ah, oh, they called me slur. Do you know why why they do that? And Vimes is like, yeah, it's a slur against Clatchians. And he's like, ah, oh, you know, no one else could tell me. 
what what it meant. They all seemed really confused. Like they didn't even know. It's interesting. They all developed a cough. <laughs> yeah, they all got a cough and it was, you know, weird. <laughs> and he introduces him to his friend, 71 hour Ahmed, who's like a, a fucked guy with a lot of scars. That's a weird yeah. name. I'm sure he won't be important. And he's like chewing cloves, which is like his sort of thing that he does. Um, and so Vimes hangs out with them and they seem to, you know, be all right. It all seems fine, but then this thing happens at the parade, and the prince is shot, not fatally, but, like, to wound. Uh, it's a pretty good scene. The patrician then, would have you believe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they go investigating this very great Vimesonary scene. Um, <laughs> Vimesonary real. Vimesonary real. Like, even in the, the earlier scene where, like, they're... I think the earlier scene is like peak. Uh, oh, there's something going on between them, and it's like, but it's like still like the good phase, like before everything breaks bad. Like in the early scene, where it's just like all the arist- aristocrats hanging out and like guild leaders and stuff are hanging out in like mm. veterinary's office, and it's like veterinary and Vimes are like constantly like throwing these like winks to each other. Yeah, yeah, they've got all these like inside jokes about yeah. how much they hate the aristocracy and how they're really stupid. The boyfriends. <laughs> They're divorced, actually. They're divorced. They are, they are, they yeah. have, like, divorced energy. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so the second scene, um, Vimes is like, I'm just going to play stupid, and Veneri keeps asking him questions, and Vimes is like, Sir? Sir? I don't know what you're talking about, sir. There's only one crossbow guy, and I'm sending my best men after it, Nobby and Colon. Um... <laughs> Great bunch of lads. And he's like, so you're sending Nobby and Colin? Yes, sir. None of them is racist. Your best men. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sir? Why? What are you on? That was, yeah. And he's like, why was Carrot firing crossbow bolts from like on top of the opera house earlier today? And he's like, I He just likes it. It You know, you you legally have to practice crossbow every day. It's in the ordinances. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I was like, so you're not saying that there was a second shooter who was definitely doing it? And I was like, what? No. Behind yeah, there's a great bit head. where Vettinard is like, do you know why I sent away Carrot? Because he always flinches when he sees you lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny. Oh, Carrot's so great in this. He's always great. I love Carrot. He's trying so hard. He's trying so hard. But ang- we keep having anguish scenes where she's like, there's something fucked with this guy. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be something deeper about him. There's something, gotta be, something really He is fucked. an iceberg meme and I only see the the top, <laughs> even though I probably know him best out of all people. Yeah. yeah but un- unlike an iceberg, he's much larger at the top uh, and tapers down towards <laughs> the bottom. His wife's called Carrot, unlike like a rev- his, a reverse way, iceberg. His, his red hair, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not why. Just a, an alternate Discworld where he has like white hair and he's yeah, called the Iceberg. They call him Iceberg. <laughs> he's got really, really big feet and like tiny shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, that's Iceberg because he's bigger. Yeah, he's called Carrot because most of the carrot is underground and that's what he's like character wise. <laughs> that's right. That's Iceberg, so true. Iceberg Carrot would have a fat ass. Yeah. <laughs> I choose to believe that even though he is he carrot shaped, Carrot has got a fat ha- ass. You know, even though he tapers down, he has like a, you know, like a. Perfectly Petru- 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, so There's a guy like that is... in the park. Every time I see him, he makes me laugh. <laughs> but you just see his ass and you're like... This is no, he's just like, extre- like extremely fit to like a, like a sort of silly degree. And mm. it... There's, I don't know. 
<laughs> he just makes me makes me chuckle to bold, myself. Bold butts. Yeah. 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 I'm like, <laughs> look at that guy's ass. <laughs> Pretty sus. I know. Pretty gay. Gay. <laughs> gay. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so there's this great imaginary scene, and the implication is that, yeah, there's a second shooter, and they both know it. Uh, behind the grassy knoll. So he sends Colon or Nobby off to investigate the the first shooter and then Anger and Carrot to go undercover uh, to investigate the second shooter. And this is just my favorite. I was just laughing. This is a bit where Carrot's trying to be in disguise where he's just it's wearing so a Mr. Potato head. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, he's wearing the Homestuck clever disguise. Mr. Mr. Spuddy. Spuddy. <laughs> and there's just this bit where they keep talking to the librarian <laughs> and like they talk to the fucking... The dean like comes over the student wall and just like disappears into town and he's like, oh, goodbye, Mr. Potato. And it's just so <laughs> funny. It's so good. It's it's good. good. I, I really love the character stuff in this... It's really, really good. In this, I think. Bo- in, in this section of this book, uh, I guess, because I don't know what the other other sections are going to be. Like in this there's one, there's so much happens. <laughs> oh, I know about one thing that is going to happen with Nobby, and oh, you I know have, about that. Okay, I have no idea how, but I know I have no idea if it's going to be bad or if it's going to be not that bad. I can't. Ma- I can't remember how bad it is. I think it might actually be okay. Um, do- I heard some people be positive about it, like some people who, uh, who are affected who are- by the issues involved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm very interested in that bit because it's really something. Because Nobby's on a whole journey throughout this book. Um, we hear at the beginning that he's talking to Anger and he's like, I'm concerned about my sexual magnetism. Aren't we all? And he's like, yeah. yeah, I just, I, you know, I've been putting on creams and I've been trying to get buff so I can, like, you know, enter the gene pool and get a, get a girlfriend. And Anger's like, uh, okay. <laughs> Oh, that's very scary prospect, but okay. okay. And she's like, have you tried these women? And he's like, mm, but she's got a squint, which is kind of like, you know. <laughs> this is literally my friends talking to me, and then I'm like, mm. <laughs> What about going, this girl? Going on, um, going on dating apps, and like, mm, no. She's a solicitor, bye. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's a solicitor on and, uh, Ang- this. And Angra's like, it's, it's so great. It's such a great observation by Terry as well. He's like, oh, Angra's like, oh, I know this disease. He's gonna, first of all, he's like, I just want a woman to love me. And next thing, he's like, I want her to have an enormous chest and have yeah. a, a face that launches like a thousand ships. Um, which is, yeah, I mean, just so good. Yeah, right. You don't just want. You think you want a woman, but then it turns out I I have I have talked to people who were like extremely like this to like a ridiculous degree. Yeah, and, like I think I think it's like fine. Like you know, on on the base level, it's like obviously only date people who you are actually attracted to right yeah <laughs> the yeah. problem is when you have a complete list of what they need to look like <laughs> yeah i want them broad-shouldered i want broad-shouldered. them medium torsoed mm-hmm. i want them to have skinny skinny legs and tiny little tiny, feet <laughs> tiny legs like sticks and little little woman's little, feet tiny tiny little feet. i want them to have women's feet um i want them to look like a a carrot. I want them to refuse to bring women, out the bins. When women are like this, I'm like, okay, so you're a lesbian and you're you don't realize. Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I, I was gonna I, say I, I like just just judged on the bits in this section, like because because the last 
I've been reflecting on how like, in the last few books it was always like, oh, there's new people entering the watch and now it's about their problems. Yeah. Um, and this one, it's like really zooms in on like staple watch characters in very mm. interesting ways. Um, yeah. Like Carrot and Angua's relationship, very interesting. Um, Vimes and Sibyl's relationship. Like, I don't know what this says about Terry's views on relationships, but... I think they're yeah. both they're both kind of quite it's interesting to, well i mean with with anger and civil they're both kind of almost naggy in these chapters but also not quite if, if that <laughs> doesn't mean anything i, I mean i think like, civil civil's just like our wife right she's like yeah. i yeah. want you i want to see you sometimes because we're married and that would be nice and you're yeah. literally always working and he's like ah. yeah I need to work though because it's like my life, and she's like, "Yeah, but you can like have one evening with me, your wife, who you'd ever see." Yeah, um, which I think is fair. <laughs> no, no, it's I'm like, not. I'm not saying that they're yeah, yeah. being portrayed. get a work life balance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but there's like this, there's like the sadness underneath it, where it's like you you can yeah. feel that Vimes wants to like it. It seems like he does love his wife, you know. Uh, it's just don't talk to my big wife. <laughs> <laughs> he just he's just always like can't refuse his work, which is like a staple of like detective fiction. detective writing. Yeah. But yeah, well, it kind of works. But, and with yeah. with carrot and angua, it's like similar but in a different way, where we all see it from angua's perspective. Yeah, we never really get a carrot perspective. So really, like get little bits, but not like a yeah. depth thing. It's because it's too powerful. Yeah, we can yes. cope with it. There's we no way handle. you can describe can how it is to be Karen. Perspective. <laughs> He's seeing in 5D. Yeah, he is. But it is, and there's also the bit about how, like, how Carrot and Angua do work, like, really well together. Mm. Like, when they are, they are doing police work. Mm. But there's always, like, this underlying thing with Angua where she's like, uh, I, I can't figure this guy out. I think Angua <laughs> also... Dude? Angua also has this like really well, almost really well done, like, like, like part, like relationship issue thing, where mm. she really wants him to like. She she she's so used to men being put off by the werewolf thing, she like can't cope with the fact that he's just fine with it, yeah. <laughs> and she spends the whole time like wanting him to be mad at her for something or like be upset about something about her, almost like she's waiting for the shoe to drop and she's like. It just really freaks her out that it just won't, and that he's just never. She's like, I could shave my head or like grow a beard, and he'd be fine with it. Which I mean, he's a he's a dwarf, but like whatever. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I've been waiting for you to do that. Yeah. Um, I do. Yeah, it is. It's. Um, I think it is good. Of... It's very. Sorry, you go. <laughs> it's very well. It's very well done. That it's yeah. got that thing where people are so insecure that they sort of. I don't think she's engineering problems for herself. No, so it's, yeah. it's hard abs- to prove herself right. It's, it's but way self sabotage. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's absolutely that because she's like the whole thing is like, oh well, I could just you know shave my head, grow a bit, and he wouldn't care. It's like she, like, kind of wants that to happen, or she wants it to happen where she does something and he gives a shit because she's like, oh, does he actually think about me ever? Yeah, yeah. It's I like their relationship. It's interesting. It's really interesting. It's, it's really it's interesting. Well it's like. Really, really well done. I think it's really unique in a lot of ways. Yeah. Partly because I think Carrot is just such a unique character. Mm. Um, that I, I think it, yeah, it's just really, really interesting. It's like, what, what's it like to date this guy who's like, 
just like deranged in these incredibly bizarre ways where he's just like incredibly charismatic and kind and knows everyone but also like you don't really get what's going on with him and he can't spell and he doesn't get like any of his sex yeah yeah and there's a great bit like at a at a later part in of this section where where she's like uh well but you keep wanting to take over Vimes's work, but like you know, he doesn't want it, right? Um, if you're not considered like going to a different city, they need a yeah. I know they're in need of Watchmen. Like basically, like the indication being that like he's good enough to like to be yeah, to a Vimes somewhere cool. else. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, no, but I cannot leave Ankh-Morpork. Park. <laughs> <laughs> she's like really frustrated by this. Like this, yeah. this is just this core aspect to his character that he. And he also just loves Vimes. Vimes. Yeah, he, he loves like Vimes that. as well. He's always like, yeah, he's always like, yeah. oh, Mister Vimes always says, or like Commander Vimes always says, blah. And she's like, you really do respect Vimes's opinion. Yeah. And he's like, he's a great man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, why wouldn't I? <laughs> why wouldn't I? I love Vimes. Yeah, Vimes and Carrot's relationship right. is also very interesting. Yeah, I think it's so good. It's like in the last one in Feet of Clay where. um uh, when Ang- when he takes Angua to the Dwarf Bread Museum and it's revealed he's previously made Vimes come with him to the Dwarf Bread Museum where I just yeah. think <laughs> making Vimes do things with him is very funny. <laughs> he wants nobody to show can... the people he loves the stuff that he loves. It's very sweet. Yeah. And nobody can refuse Carrot. No. No. He's like he's got like a he's got he's invented the scouts. Yeah. Um <laughs> At the beginning yeah. of this book, <laughs> he's got like the Boy Scouts made up of like child gang members. Yeah, they're all they're all stabby, stabby little teens and yeah. preteens. They're all kids with asbos, but he's getting them to do yeah. fun salutes and learn how to set fires. Don't yeah. worry, soon we'll get rid of the kids. No more then. No more teenagers. It's such kids a good will go bit. straight from the age of twelve to the age of twenty-one. We will be putting. Police hubs, if you will, in every street corner, where we will arrest the yobbos and uh, lock them up. And just, maybe this is why I'm so frustrated when people are, like, when when people's, like, criticism of, like, certain characters is that they're just too good, like, they're too good people, and there's always going to be, like, oh, they're just such a Boy Scout character or like a boy scout leader character or whatever but like i i think it's just it's it's not the problem that they're that they're that they're too good or that they're too like inspirational or whatever it's that the character isn't well written then because like you can clearly do it very well with carrot Mm. (laughs) like he's he's a really well written character uh and I think he's he's just written in a way where you always, unlike Angua, you always feel that there's like this other side to him inside him yeah. that we can never see, like she can never see, and we also as an audience can never see. And so there's he always feels like this incredibly complicated yet very simple person who yeah. is sort of hidden from the reader in a way that I think is just really very clever. Yeah, because he's like like the the disguise bit is like he's. Um... <laughs> As well, I first of all, he's very upset that Vimes he's spying and lying. <laughs> he's very upset that Vimes is uh, set them up to do an undercover thing, and there's there's this whole bit where 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 Angua is like, the carrot cannot could not physically go undercover because everybody knows carrot. Yeah, everyone knows carrot. <laughs> He's this enormous guy who's just very distinctive that he can't go undercover. <laughs> and he's just very upset because it's lying. Yeah. In a way. But then he then he decides, okay, well, I will put on disguises. Um, 
from this joke shop. So he so he puts on like maybe it is appropriate that all of us are in clown makeup right now in the car. Because <laughs> it's I'm... like putting on the fake nose, and putting on a putting on a black mustache. To me, it's I'm, a real nose. I'm having I'm having. I don't know what the knobby thing is that happens later. Is mm. it something to do with him going into this joke shop? No. Okay. No. Let's just, just say that there's a great, uh, there's a Clatchian adventure uh, involving colon knobby and veterinary going as a three to Clatch. <laughs> okay. That's, it's it's going to be good. That's and, an interesting trio. Yeah. Nobby... And things go on. <laughs> Come join me, Mr. Nobby, in the gender submarine. Yeah, join yeah. Ah. In, the genders, in the gender zone. <laughs> I think um, it's going to be good. I, 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 I heard good. people say that it's actually like... 30,000 feet under the gender. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Nobby. Nobby has a gender time. But yeah, right. so there's 50, like... 30,000 leagues? I don't know. Yeah, leagues. Under this, it's 20,000. Um, but is that leagues. bit about Carrot being like, well, at least... Yeah. Now you say I look like a twerp, so I don't look like myself. That was what the yeah, mission was going to be. Yeah, because I don't normally be. look like a twerp, so if I look like a twerp, I must be a good disguise. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's also, yeah, they're like, oh, it's this great joke shop that with stuff that Nobby told me about where they got, like, even fake, you know, chests of women. <laughs> Why would they want to disguise those? <laughs> That's so such funny. a good bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Great big natural chest. Big naturals. Big so naturals. The drag queens. Yeah. Can we like... get a shout out for big naturals? <laughs> <laughs> Always. I'm sorry. I'm very disruptive. It's all right. That's okay. That's... Oh, yeah, but it's a very disruptive podcast. Okay. Yeah, listeners, then... please all like go outside and say big naturals to yeah, someone. Clap without... every Thursday clap, clap for it. big naturals. Clap at 8 p.m. for the big naturals. <laughs> Okay, Robin. We're gonna get we're gonna get accused of okay. um, being big natural centric. Not that we were ignoring the small naturals and the medium sized naturals. Listen, when and they those have that are not natural. <laughs> <laughs> if I try and speak, and one more person is, <laughs> I'd hate I'd hate that to happen to me. This is every podcast episode for me. Um, there was. Like there's the there's the joke that Angua makes later on where she's talking about like the weapons magazines and she's like, who reads these? Like you know what they say about a guy with a huge weapon? Mm-hmm. And Carrot's like, no, what? And she's like, they're probably a dwarf, but they fucked right. They've had sex. Yeah, they've had sex. Yeah, they had sex the first time in the thing, in, in the Buhers book. book. Yeah, mm. that they were in together. I can't remember. Yeah, because Carrot one. was like, so that's what that is. Yeah, um, he knows about sex. Um, he just doesn't know. What people he say just about it, know I guess. funny jokes about sex. Yeah, he just, he just knows the the simple, you know, the simple stuff. Yeah, he's not, you know, he doesn't know dirty jokes. She's always like, "Is he lying to me? <laughs> <laughs> Is he pretending not to know to like fuck with me? I can't tell." I like that. Um, I do want to finish the summary. I don't don't remember oh, how far you got. Going on. Yeah, so I was just saying that um, they're they're, all, they're both going undercover. Colin and Nobby. Meet landlord lady, um, who thinks that they're fucking at one point because <laughs> um, uh, they they both get this room and she's like, no women, no pets. Are you guys having this together? And he's like, no, he's my uh, he's my friend. And Colin's like, yeah, I'm supporting him because of his sexual magnetism. And then the landlady <laughs> runs away because she's afraid of his sexual magnetism that might appear at any any moment. 
and I'd be like, I don't have a sexual magnet. Um, but under the at the assassin's bed, they find like a load of clatching coins, and they find like some sand, and there's glass outside the window, mm. and like it's filmed in a, like a yellow tint, and yeah. there's like someone playing a duduk <laughs> in the background, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh, and, a like, clatching was playing here. spooky music, yeah. <laughs> And um, and Vimes reads uh, Colin's very funny report, and it's like, damn. So someone really wants wants to someone really wants me to think that the Clatchians are involved. So they've planned it. So it looks like they were paying him to do yeah. this assassination. And Colin's like, thinks the same. No, uh, Colin thinks that Clatchians are involved, and they're doing it for political reasons because Colin's got a very you know he's got a simple mind. Colin is a very good. I think Terry is bringing. Is bringing the thing about Colon being I, I, and, and like Vim said this like last book I think like last watch book that Colin's always a racist yeah that Colon is yeah. Colon is always the perfect like thermometer of like what the what the br- average British person is thinking That's or like true. <laughs> or like the the like he he just perfectly shows the what the Ankh Morpurkian sentiment right now is yeah he's like ah. Uh... Clatchians, you can't trust them because they lie all the time. Also, they invented the number zero, which like anyone could do that. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> and and they're always out for themselves. And Nobby's like, "What?" And like people around here, and he's like, <laughs> "Yes, it's different because they're foreign." <laughs> it's a pretty good like epic. Uh... Epic debunking bit that they do there at the beginning. It's so funny that this book is pre nine eleven because it doesn't have any. Yeah. You know, none of those nine eleven tropes exist yet. You know. Well, it's post. Um, yeah, it's post Gulf War. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's post Gulf War. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely got that in the in the sort of that's the feeling, right? Yeah. Mm. But it's yeah. not quite. It's not quite nine eleven style yet. And um, when was the uh, when was the first attack on the? Um... World Trade Center. Nine eleven came out. Sorry, what did someone say? <laughs> I said nine eleven. Has there been more, more than no, one? No, there was one before. They um, <laughs> Al Qaeda bombed it before. They oh, a huge. There was a huge truck bomb in the parking garage of one of the towers. Garage. Mm, Nineteen ninety-three. Ah, so this was I think after the that. Year before this, yeah. Al This is ninety-seven, actually. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. This is 1997. Yeah. Sorry, George, what you're saying? Yeah, because that, that attack sort of brought Osama bin Laden into public consciousness. Mm. Although not as much as you sort of think. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. He hadn't done 9-11 yet. Yeah. No, that, was his, we'll that was his, like, you know, it wasn't his first album, but it was his big hit. Yeah, it was the one that went really famous. Yeah. But, like, mm. real real ones, no. You should have uh, hooped instead, because it's tall as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I prefer his. I prefer his early work. Yeah, I thought they were had more finesse. I don't know. Uh, Once um, again, welcome back to Who Watches to Watch a Nine Eleven podcast. Um, it's relevant this episode. Yeah. Yeah. It is <laughs> more relevant than on the Hogfather. <laughs> Even more so. Even more so. That's yeah. So. Up. So that, you know, um, Colin keeps doing racism. Normally, like, okay, at one point. Uh, Colin says a slur and Vimes yells at him in his office. Well, he doesn't yell. He talks to him very quietly and scarily. And Colin is told not to say slurs anymore. 
Yeah, and from that point on, he wants Nobby to call him Frederick or Sergeant. Well, no, because he says, you have to call me Sergeant. Yeah. Um, because you know, he's like, I don't care what people call me, although you must call me Sergeant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, we learned that Nobby's first name is Cecil. <laughs> Very good. Cecil the Nobs. Cecil the Nobs, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's a uh, great name. <laughs> it's really, it's very funny. Uh, Carrot, Carrot, and Angua they go sniffing around. Angua has a lot of smells. We go into some Angua smell vision, um, and she sees. They figure out who the guy on the uh, in the university tower in the library who who actually shot the prince. They find out he was this guy called Snowy, who's like a hired killer with really bad dandruff. <laughs> <laughs> a guy shooting. Shooting a, a a world leader from from a book depository from a book depository I mean, library weird yeah except he actually shot him and like the guy in the book. <laughs> <laughs> JFK's head just did that his head just did that um yeah this is this, this like this guy who's obsessed with his dandruff and trying to cure his dandruff and carrot thinks he might not have been a criminal if he had been born with a normal scalp um which really, really makes you think that's how uh, I feel about my eczema. <laughs> Doing doing phrenology, but just for skin conditions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If Robin well, didn't have comment. other energies, uh, they wouldn't have killed all those people. So that's yeah. Um, I'm Robin not gonna tell you Killiams. which ones because I'm. I don't Robin want to. Williams. You know, this is an ACAP podcast, so you know, even if one of us had um, murdered several people at this point, um, which several of us you have done, you could not. You could not. Yeah, you could not. Get us arrested because no. that's really not very leftist for you. <laughs> well, I the the British government doesn't actually exist, so the police have no legal authority over me. It's actually a corporation, and they've stolen my name. That's true. And set up a company in my name. Actually, the Magna Carta says that I'm exempt from murder. Uh, Magna Carta laws. Really? Magna yeah. Carta. Um, it's the, it's our new section now. I'm Show a sovereign citizen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god. George is showing gone. us his god. Ooh, oh god. Oh god. Oh god. Post- oh, oh god. Oh god. George, they're gorgeous. They're god. <laughs> Gordy. I have so much um, to <laughs> Uh, yeah, so. Gordon Brown. Gordon Brown. <laughs> Gordon Brown. Remember when he said that woman was bigoted? Terrible. Terrible, Even though she was. terrible. <laughs> he called a woman bigoted on, on by accident. That's so rude. <laughs> Um, he was like, damn, she was she was she was pretty xenophobic. And she was. <laughs> she was. And everyone was like, How dare you call someone a xenophobe? That's so that's wrong. That's mean. Um anyway, so Listen, uh, I don't want to make find... this the defending Gordon Brown podcast. <laughs> Listen, we can def- we can defend him on some of the stupid like, stuff. Yeah. Gordon Brown. Better than Tony Blair. But not <laughs> hey, much. Fine. Fair enough. <laughs> Faint praise. He's not he's no he's no key okay. I'm not I remember yeah. I was like in <laughs> I was like in sixth or seventh grade and our English teacher was like I mean English as like, you know, teaching English to Germans, so it was like yeah. second language English teacher. Uh and he was she was like, uh, you know, when, when we had some trivia bits about Britain, she was like, oh, and the prime minister is Gordon Brown. But British people hate him because he's Scottish. That's true. That, that was true. Was it? Anytime, that's that's also, why. Yeah. Every yeah. time, every time, like, one of our prime ministers or, like, leaders isn't English, they're like, 
Look at this fucking guy. He's Scottish. Also, when Neil Kinnock was. I mean, I don't like Neil Kinnock, but when Neil Kinnock was leader of the Labour Party, they were, they were all like, this Welsh guy, become Prime Minister, you must be joking. I didn't know this. I was too young. No, yeah. well, no you... neither of us are, none of us are alive while Neil Kinnock was leader. No, I mean the Gordon Brown thing about him oh. being Scottish. Yeah, they were like, oh, he's a, he's a blind Scottish Greek man, yeah. and we and his handwriting is bad. And his handwriting's yeah. bad. He, he, uh, he wrote a bad signature, which is disrespecting on, on a, the troops. Yeah, he wrote a letter to a dead troops family, and he put their name wrong because he's almost blind. And everyone's like, "This was an assault on the troops." <laughs> it was a very weird time. Yes, the troops who frequently are assaulted by um, such awful things as. Poorly spelt letters. Yeah, I'm, I'm mm. pretty sure that there was a bigger issue it's <laughs> involved in this situation. Well, the troops are famously um, the most like oppressed people. So yeah. That's, yeah, when my leg was blown off by an IED <laughs> in a war, I didn't need to fight in. Um, uh, it was bad, but when this letter was had poor handwriting, that it was, was much worse. worse. Yeah, that was a national incident which we had to hear about on the radio for fucking weeks. <laughs> Um, anyway, so they they managed to find this this hired hitman guy um, through a knoll, which I literally didn't remember existed in Discworld, and I don't think we ever see again. Very funny though; it just crops up now. Though I was like, "Oh, they got knolls!" New 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 guy just dropped, and it's yeah. a knoll. <laughs> and, and Angor is like, "Oh, I fucking hate those guys. They make me feel physically sick." Because <laughs> I swear, I swear, this is like retconned. Because there's there's these knolls that like go around the city and clean stuff up. But, like, it's really important later on that there's this guy, Harry King, who collects all the piss. And he's, like, <laughs> the piss guy. That could, that could be me. <laughs> That's not he get, a shame, he gets really He gets really rich by collecting everyone's piss and charging them to collect it and then charging the tanneries to give them the piss. <laughs> and he has, like, this whole empire built on, like, collecting waste. Like, Harry this? Piss? Sorry. Harry, Harry Piss a, is a character? <laughs> his name's Harry King. Yeah, I know, but... But they call, they call him Piss Harry, or, like, the Golden King. Piss? Harry Piss, Bas- Harry P- Harry Piss, Harry Piss. <laughs> I don't remember this. Um, it's going post. Is it the truth or going postal that he's first in? I think it might be in the truth. Well, I'm excited um, to meet him. Yeah, me I too. I already said last time that he's great. I'm excited for the truth. So, Piss King, um, Piss King, Piss King. Um, <laughs> so, Harry, yeah, aka Piss Harry and the King of the Golden River. That's it. <laughs> Uh, he's just like a like a gangster, basically. Really good. New favorite character for me personally. Okay, it's the, it's the truth where he's a where he's a big he's a big character. Great. He? Yeah, can't wait to miss me, uh, piss Harry. Um. Anyway, yeah. So the, the Noel tells them where to find him, and they go and find him, and he's already been killed. And they're like, okay. They, there's a smell of cloves, and they're like, there's been. Some guy with cloves has been here. And you get another, like, sting of uh, Duduk music in the background. <laughs> and they're like, so somebody, they somebody spills turmeric all over the screen. Everything yeah. hinted that very well, they're like, it's not, they're, they're like, it's not even a, it's not even a racist trope. Cloves are just, like, a thing that no one does. Like, what's, what's the deal with that? And it's like, ah, I wonder if we met a guy who chews cloves. I wonder what's going to go on here. Hmm. I don't think we talked about that yet. I don't think we mentioned yeah, I him. Yeah, I mentioned. I did mention him. Oh, okay. Seventy-one hour alley. Seventy-one hour Ahmed. Oh, uh, Ahmed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's. Um, I'd like to apologise. 
I have to admit, I don't get the 71 hour bit yet. You won't. That's because you haven't read the whole book. Um, yeah, I, I don't get it yet either. It's not I'm a joke, it's a dark. It's a, it's a, okay, you'll, you'll see, you'll see. Okay. It will be, ex- it will all be explained. He's a good, he's a pretty good character. He's a good character. Yeah, yeah he's good. Um, I like his description as having a very busy face. Yeah. Yeah, he's just completely fucking scarred. <laughs> and hairy. <laughs> and yeah. wrinkled. He's just got Discworld's so hardest, much. hardest bastard. <laughs> it is the kind of character where you're like, okay, so Terry definitely like put a lot of thought into this guy who's going to become important. Because yeah. it has a lot, a lot going on. This guy's well, got a description. I bet he's going to be important later. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is one of those adverts you get on apps, and um, over Vimes's head, there's like a like a level thirty nine uh, commander, <laughs> and then over seventy one hour, hour alleys, uh, Ahmed's um, uh, head. It's it's like level ninety nine, yeah. seventy one hour Ahmed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's good. It's pretty good. But I, yeah, I don't want to say too much about it yet. But um, there's a there's a hate crime, as we mentioned. Yeah. On, yep. on just like a Clatchian family who run like a restaurant. Um, and they they sort of Vimes puts it out and Carrot talks to them because he speaks Clatchian because he's Carrot. Um, and then. Later on, someone rushes in, and the kid who's in the Clashian family shoots him with a crossbow, but it's a shitty crossbow, and it, like, barely does anything. But that causes, like, a small race riot to break out. And then <laughs> and then Detritus puts it down by, like, beating up a bunch of people yeah, and saying he's going to read the riot act, which allows him to murder them all. <laughs> which is true. That is what the riot act does. Um, it is very... <laughs> I will say, as much as there is to be said about, um, and we should get onto it, the the police stuff in this book and how uh, uh, it's a very evil act. The fact that he they interpret it as being able to read, like read the riot act, and he can't read, um, and yeah, him passing really. it around to everyone, like, can you so read you it? So read, I can you have to read it, so I can kill you. <laughs> it's very I funny. It's pretty good. I, yeah, I, I think it You've is all got to read it. Being bad, yeah, like, I mean, Vime <laughs> says like, oh uh, yeah, no, that, I, that has not been used in centuries and for good reason. Not even veterinary would feel good about using it. I mean, no, yeah. but like the cop stuff besides that, and like Detroit oh, yeah. just being mm. up people is still like, haha, which kind yeah. of is, but also kind of, yeah. <laughs> but what yeah. if they're racist though? What if the rioters are racist? The police are going to save us from the save us from the racist. Yeah, like they always do. There is no there is no overlap. (laughs) There is no racist cops. A cop photographed at the Labour conference today with a a Valknut tattoo on it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't happen. A a cop with a Nazi tattoo? That's not realistic. Now you oh, have to. You, what you have to remember, Chaz, or anyone without scrupulous background check. You have to remember, yeah. Chaz, that it's not technically a Nazi tattoo. There's a decent he amount just, of plausible deniability. He there. just likes. He just Vikings. likes it. He just likes German culture, mm. which is um, <laughs> very That's understandable. In <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm sure there's oh. nothing else he's got tattooed on him and bits that he won't expose to the public. That would be. Yeah, that would be weird. Um, I just have 88 boyfriends, and that's why I have an 88 <laughs> yeah. tattoo. My, my dad died in 88. 14th of July. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's normal to have these tattoos. Do you, do you ever think about that woodworking show? Yes. <laughs> that that Nazi guy definitely won that show, right? Which is why they had to yeah. cut the whole thing. Yeah. Ugh. 
I don't know what this is, but I let's just there was, move on. There was this there was this woodworking show, which was like a woodworking competition show, and I, they were interviewing all the guys in like the pre-run to it. Yeah. And one of the guys was like, "Yeah, you know, people think that I'm not like a nice guy because I have so many tattoos because he had like loads of tattoos. On but you head. know, I'm actually a really nice guy. And then it, one of his tattoos was just 1488. Oh, he, cool. he had like Homeland on his upper lip. All of them were like face tattoos. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and they'd, they'd filmed the entirety of this like Great British woodworking show. They'd and they had the to whole cancel thing. the whole thing, and people were like, was "Hey, Nazi. he has Nazi oh, no, tattoos." Nazis in my toy celebration of Britain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they, they were like, "Look, this guy That's has so Nazi funny. tattoos," and they were like, "Listen, we've asked him about it." He, he says, says the eighty-eight that. is because his dad died in nineteen eighty-eight, and it's mm-hmm. remembering him. And then the guy's dad was obviously fucking alive. Like he was alive, <laughs> and they had to pull the show, and it was like, yeah, don't take these people no, at their uh, word. My dad it. was a really big fan of Hitler, so to remember him, <laughs> I'm not personally an ass. I'm not personally an but like, I just like the culture because it's part of my history, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, my mom does have her birthday on the fourteenth of July, so. You know, it can happen that someone is born on the 14th or yeah. in 1988, but there's like a certain, there's like a certain amount of things that when they come together, you really need to um, maybe look into it more. Yeah. It's it's not normal to get your uh, that sort of date tattooed yeah. on you anyway, really. No, especially not uh, just the first especially date. Especially 1488. Yeah. yeah. It's very irritating the way they're always like, oh. I'm concealing my beliefs, yeah. but in a really easily understandable way. It's, it's, they want to hide it, but not hide it. So they, um, yeah, they break up, Vimes breaks up the riot by just intimidating them and threatening with them with the tritus so they'll run away. And then he takes the sort of family, he's like, you can stay here, but it would be better if I take you into custody for your own protection. He's yeah. He takes them into custody, and he's like, "Oh, this place is under the protection of the Watch. Take that, racist!" Um, and then he realizes that there's like a fire in the distance, and um, a dwarf comes up to him, and he's like, "Oh, don't tell me the Clatrian Embassy's on fire." And they're like, "Okay." And he's like, "What?" And they're like, "Well, he said not to tell you that the Clatrian Embassy was on fire, but the Clatrian Embassy is on fire." Uh, so he runs there, and no one's really helping because there isn't really like a fire service people just like help out their neighbors in as a sort of form of self-preservation um because they were doing roman uh because when when they had a, a fire like a firefighting service they were doing like the roman thing of like basically charging people to put out their fires or like starting <laughs> fires in order to like get paid for putting out the fires yeah or you could just like have the fire be set and then say well if you give us the deed to your property if you sell us your house yeah we'll put it out you have to sell us that yeah we're your landlords now. the fire brigades eight parthia love augustus's fire reforms hey the, ignatius the, the battle of calais was an inside job <laughs> Ig- yeah. Ignatius Rufus trying to say he invented the fire service. Well, then why is he dead? Parth- then why is he dead? Parthian then? arrows can't can't melt manacles. Can't melt marble statues. <laughs> um. So yeah. So he's like, oh shit. What do I do? I'm gonna go help. So he punches the guards who are stopping people from going in. And then some mysterious character with a who is clatchy and. Is like you gotta help and gets him to come with him up into the into the building and gives him part of the turban to put around his face. 
and then Vimes like ties it to a uh, to a chimney and then like crashes in through a window dramatically uh, by swinging on the turban. It's an epic moment. Mm. Vimes is Vimes is doing his sicko mode thing again. He's doing action he's gonna, movie shit. Yeah, he's going to do this a lot in this in this book. <laughs> Got sicko shit. Yeah, he does. Yeah. this entire book, he's like, is, "What if is, I was Lawrence of Arabia?" Yeah. This is one big Vimes sicko moment. Um, and that's sort of where we are, more or less. More or less. Um, Vimes is fighting this. He's trying to rescue people from this fire, and um, Carrot and Angora are sort of hanging out. And that's sort of Dude, where we are. Also, the crime scene. Veterinary goes to see a friend, Leonard of. Quirm. Oh yeah. Just so we have like some veterinary uh, stuff because he doesn't talk to himself. So he's got to We got to see him talk to someone. So he's talking to Leonardo, mm. and he's like, "Oh, you heard of Lash?" And he's like, "Yes, I took. I did some drawings there a few years ago." And veterinary's like, "What? What? what? <laughs> Excuse me? That, that's veterinary does that's a very common that. double take. This is like the whole scene with Leonard of Quirm, Leonard of Quirm where." Uh, where he's like, well, I've come up with all these incredibly deadly war machinations. This one's called the carriage that throws flaming acid at people. Um, but it's not, it's not theoretical. Mm. I just came up, I was just interested if you can do it. It's a thought experiment. It. This explosive we'll can be very it. useful for mining. <laughs> yeah, he invents a nuclear bomb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like some materials get really angry if you squeeze them really hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hypothetically, of course. Anything can be a bomb. Like, uh-huh, of course, of course. Um, he's like, ah, yes, I sketched it underneath my, my study of the play of light on a droplet of water. <laughs> <laughs> this really says a lot about the human condition. Yeah. 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 He's just a wild guy. Um mm. But yeah, there's this great bit where Veterinary's getting in there and he's like hopscotching with his like across like whatever the trapped tunnel is and his like it says his calves are twinkling, which I just thought was a nice moment. <laughs> I think when my calves twinkle. Veterinary's twinkling calves. <laughs> I hate when men write women characters and they always describe them as their carbs are twinkling. Veterinary's <laughs> <laughs> calves carved carvily down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, why do we always have to see veterinary as such as as like a sex object? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like why can't we just have him as like a character rather than just as this really sexual object that he's always presenting? But he, he is a sex object. <laughs> oh my god, I'm that's a, so misandrous. I am objectifying veterinary. <laughs> he is on Sexopedia, so. He is on Sexopedia, and he should be. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I will never forget about the Tumblr Sexyman Wikipedia. Yeah, I bring it <laughs> okay. up every once in a while in like regular conversation with real people, just to seem interesting. Yeah, you're like, have you been on Sexypedia recently? A lot of interesting things on <laughs> yeah. there. You know? I love to explain <laughs> Tumblr Sexyman to people. Tumblr Sexyman and the Oval Office are like some of my cornerstone things that I love to explain to normal people. It's so funny that they've started like they've 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 finally like succumbed to their like terminal postus disease and they're in the final stages of death. Yeah, they it said happens to them all. they said the article that like the, the vice journalist wrote about them. It was like a very milk toast article about how the Oval Office seems to have fallen down a conspiracy um, pipeline, rabbit hole, whatever, and then the. 
and then they posted about it and said, okay, this Kafkaesque article written by Miss Gitta Jackson of Vice. Kafkaesque? That's not what it means. Kafkaesque. What do they think Kafkaesque means? Kafkaesque is when something is Orwellian. Yeah. That's what Kafka wrote 1984. Yeah. What the Ohipophis is currently doing is posting about a rabbit that isn't real. Damn, a real rabbit hole. Like, well, that is a rabbit hole, yeah. Like literally, like the most white rabbit. One of the recent posts was like about it's brown, about actually, the but... evil dog having okay. chased the rabbit, played with the rabbit all day, but now the evil dog is exhausted, but the rabbit is still jumping around. But there's no rabbit in the picture; there's just the dog in it. And earlier, they acknowledged that they just that rabbit was probably just on a press photo or like a photo of around the White House, but they like to pretend that it's real. And now, now since they realized that Biden is not getting a cat, yeah. <laughs> they're now posting think, uh, about hashtag Rotus, which is the rabbit of the whatever. I'm going to assassinate the Rotus. <laughs> I'm going to wait in Dallas in a book depository with a poorly maintained <laughs> rifle and shoot this r- rotus right in the back of the head. Well, I'm going to wait near you, but elsewhere uh, behind the grassy knoll, and I'm going to shoot the... P- yeah, and I'm, <laughs> This I'm really is like a hogfather situation, like when people stop believing in the rotus. Do you ever think, that one of the, um, re- like thinking about the, uh, the oval porpoise is one of those things which makes me feel like we're all living in the dream yeah an enormous mind which is um in those last stages of death before (laughs) the end of consciousness where you get loads of um like neurons firing sometimes i'm like maybe we did shift realities in like 2012 (laughs) or sometime and then i'm like i think it was just always like this but we were less aware yeah because we were like 15 (laughs) isn't that like neurons firing at the event of your death thing like um a fake post that was taken from a clip from The Walking Dead. I have no oh, idea. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I am, yeah, no, I am no, talking. It was. It was yeah. I don't think this is real. <laughs> they were like, this is what your brain looks like when you die. And then it was from The Walking Dead. That was really funny. <laughs> you remember that TikTok where it's just like, here's, an exa- here's, gonna, here's what you're going to experience when you die. First of all, <laughs> he goes through this whole thing of how you experience death, and he's like, then you'll see a long tunnel, and at the end of it, there'll be a bright light. You go through that, and then you'll die. Follow me for more content. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the movie Flatliners starring Keith yes. Sutherland and Kevin Bacon? I was, talking about, I was talking about Flatliners to my friends the other day. Is it good? It's just... I was also talking no. about Flatliners to Sarah because... Uh, because she's doing Can't it for fear baiting, but she's doing the, the, the remake. She's doing the remake mm. from 2017. But I watched Flatliners 1990 movie in yeah. religion it's class, good. in Catholic religion class. I watched were... it at school too. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> we watched it <laughs> in... A weird shared experience. I might have been in RE or it was in like... I think it was we... in RE, yeah. We, we watched, watched the, um, the Robin Williams classic, Robin The Bicentennial We watched that as well. Which we, watched, we also watched Gattaca. It's not very good. I was too busy saying Man. Robin Williams in a funny voice to hear which movie you were saying. <laughs> uh, Bicentennial Man. Oh, I don't know that one. It's not a very good film. It's about a robot that becomes right. sexy. Flatline is even though it is directed by the goat Joel Schumacher, um, director of Batman and Robin and the Phantom of the Opera. Oh, the goat? Flatliners is... I don't even remember what happens, apart from the fact that they do the flatlining thing, and I can't remember, like, what the conclusion of the they movie They go was. crazy. I don't remember that either. 
I just remember that Kiefer Sutherland is incredibly epic in it. Like, he's always doing, like, epic atheist speeches. And he's, yeah. like... It's like, there is nothing. Wearing his epic 90s shades that, like, The Matrix totally, like, did that same look <laughs> <laughs> 10 years later. Talking of Sutherlands, uh, I went with friend of the show, Ash, to see um, Clute in the cinema. Clute. Does yeah. that have, have his dad? Yeah, yeah. Fucking, fucking sick. Good film. Yeah, Very Donald Sutherland, pretty good actor. Didn't realize how uh, like extremely tense it's really. <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland, probably a Republican. To be okay. <laughs> send 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 rare clutes, please. <laughs> send rare clutes to the podcast. Like, See, the th- I hear clute, and it just makes me think of the Bad Durham Club, which I find very distressing. No. What the what the that, fuck is that also clute spelled... about? I'm so conf- I. I mean, what is clute? Um, <laughs> mm, who <laughs> who is clute? Um, um, it's about um, a guy goes missing Um, so a guy working in a big company goes missing and the company uh, boss and his the the guy's wife she's not important you'd never see her again um, hire a detective called John Clute ah he's the guy um, who is played by Donald Southern yeah K-L-U-T-E and who needs that Clutiate (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll tell you who needs their clue today. Um, Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh. And uh, he, like, this guy had supposedly been sending letters to Jane Fonda, who is a uh, sex worker, who's sort of trying to get out of being a sex worker because her life is very nice, but not in the way you'd think. It's not like, damn. She's more like, damn, being my life is meaningless. It's good. Really good film. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, this podcast is going on so long. We need to finish. Our I don't talk even about know why I, why, I bring, why I brought up Flatliners. I, wa- I wanted to talk about how it's about uh, about near death experience, podcast, but also its horror scenes. Like it always evolves into yeah. like this this very scary sequences. And I was very. I don't want to admit that I was scared by it when we watched it in school in like tenth grade. <laughs> but it's quite scary. It was quite scary. Um. Um, okay, Jingo. Okay, Jingo. So that's the sort of that's what happens in Jingo this bit of Jingo. What do we What do we think about Jingo? I'm enjoying it. I I'm enjoying it actually. I'm, I it's think pretty it's pretty well done good. so far. I, it's good. Yeah, I it, really like that. Unfortunate bit. Yeah, I don't think it takes away from the message. Yeah, I think the bits that are done well are done very well. Like we didn't yeah. quite talk about all the like fake clues that they find, but the. And it's just really well done in a way of like, oh yeah, they would like, I think the sand bit is like really good because it's like such an obvious, like this is, this is very clearly a setup, but it's just like, if you're already racist, you will like believe it. It's the KIA, the Clatchian Intelligence Agency. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching Casino Royale the other day. It's so funny that the whole plot of that movie is based on there being like a single international terrorist organization who does all terrorism as like one group. So it's like, oh, this guy, he's the terrorism bank. (laughs) the the terrorist. That is the whole Bond universe. Like, Spectre has been like in, in like the. Casino Royale is weird because they were like, oh, we're going to. Yeah, but they're trying to take it so seriously. I know. (laughs) I know. And it's like quite good. As a movie, like it's competently done. Mm. Also, he, um, get, he gets um, hit in the balls with a rope. He does. It, yeah, well, Matt Mikkelsen does CBT yeah. on him. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I was like, you know, some people would pay a lot of money for this. Yes. And, uh, some people would pay <laughs> even more money for specifically Mads Mikkelsen to do Cockerbottom. The Mads Mikkelsen bits are like the weakest part of that movie, weirdly. He's not like a great character for Mads. Because he doesn't have a lot of depth going on, really, apart from I'm a twisted guy yeah. and I don't want to die. Um, and he, but, he you know. sometimes weeps blood. And has an yeah. inhaler. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's... I was obsessed with the bit at the beginning where the sexy wife just like wants to fuck <laughs> James Bond for no reason and she's like crawling on him. It's such a Yeah. I don't know, it's really funny. Yeah, I mean the stuff with that's, like that's just James Bond. The stuff with like James Bond and like Vesper Lind are like is like genuinely pretty good. Um Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's also just too long. <laughs> And so long, it just keeps going. The new one is going to be like to get to the casino, and I'm like, okay. The new one is going to be like almost three hours long. And when well, the announcement was made, some people were like, "Oh, nobody complained about Avengers Endgame being three hours long." Yes, uh, they but did. Every, that's not true. If Everyone you were a complained person, about that. You did. Like, it's so long. If you're a Marvel freak, maybe it. not, but like normal people would. No, and I remember seeing I a lot Avengers of people. Avengers Endgame in, in a haze of alcohol, and it made it pass a lot faster. And I think <laughs> probably better for that. I, I specifically remember people online complaining about Avengers runtime. Like it's yeah, people, it's too long. Yeah, too damn long. It's too damn long. It's too damn long. I don't think James okay. Bond needs to be that long. It's a very important movie. So. It's very Dingo. important. It's the, most Im- it's the biggest crossover Dingo. event Dingo. in history. Dingo. Dingo. The century. So the funny thing, obviously, we've mentioned before, and there's not much to say apart from that it's funny that Vimes is like the most doing the most like anti-racism stuff when he's, you know, a cop and cops yeah. are famously extremely racist. Yeah. Um, but, you know, whatever. I'm fine it's with a, it because it's, it's like, he's, this is Zank Pork. This is not real and like vibe i think i don't i think to an extent that's the case but also like yeah. the way that this story is done is it's like to very me british. very very british and it is a very yeah. like british interpretation of what police are in terms of like the whole bobby on the beat thing so i yeah. don't think you can use the it it's fiction um or it's fantasy because def- yeah because it and like it is but it, it's also that Terry has chosen to use like actual race real real race <laughs> yeah. in this one and they are like real, realistic hate crimes we have real race real racism <laughs> against like a real racial group yeah right? exactly yeah, and it is propaganda in a way and also I I mean I do want Vimes to be an anti-racist guy you know like I don't want Vimes to be racist so <laughs> No, I, I mean, this is just part and parcel of the of the whole watch. Yeah, book, really, isn't it? Yeah, I think my stance yeah. is that if we already have this, in one of the main series be about police people, then at least let's like that. I would still like rather have them be like good people, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, this this was only like uh, four years after Stephen Lawrence was murdered yeah. in the UK. I don't know what that you is. Probably, it's... you probably know. It was a huge case in the UK because it was a young black man who was murdered, an eighteen-year-old black man who was murdered by racists, yeah, stabbed to mm. death in the street, and the police just fucking didn't give a shit. Yeah, they investigated extremely poorly, didn't care at all, and that didn't come out for ages. And uh, they did finally arrest some of the perpetrators, but not all of them. Yeah, and it, yeah, that that was a huge case, and that yeah. was yeah. people, you know, the Stephen Lawrence Foundation is you know active in the UK today, mm. 
Um, and his and mother, Doreen Lawrence, is an active figure. She's a baroness, I think, now in the House of Lords yeah. because of her campaigning. Yeah. And a report branded the Metropolitan Police institutionally racist. Which, which it is. They, they I am um, sure it is. Like, I'm not, not saying, anymore. I'm not yes, saying real not. British cops aren't oh, racist. No. But I think it's kind of like, I think it's, it's worth analysing like anything in terms of like propaganda. Yeah. Is like, so in this, you do have Colon using out and out racial slurs. Yeah. And then Vimes telling him not to, which is that whole kind of like lampshading effects of like, look, this is happening, but we're condemning it. But it isn't really like it's 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 fiction <laughs> it, you know it is it is weird to have colon still be around when he had at this point and vimes knows this at this point that colon has been proven utterly despicable yeah but he's always like mildly racist in yeah. the way that's presented is ah, isn't it funny that he's so stupid yeah. ignorant rather than isn't it kind of like fucked up right yeah which is classic britain <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, he's a funny racist. He's a good guy, he's really. Like, he's not like a bad guy. I don't think Colin yeah. is a good guy. I know. I mean, he is. He's not but, really. But no. the but the books want you to like him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or at least go. He's, he is racist it's funny that he's and getting he's a cop. put down. Yeah. Yeah. And the cops but, like, are portrayed as protecting. Vimes has respect for him as a guy who's been in the police for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and Vimes also. I, it's Colin is a weird character. I didn't didn't. Expect, expect to say this when we started this podcast but mm-hmm. there's there's some issues with Colin as a character because of because I think he works very well as like as I said the like the scale on or like a, the, the thermometer for like the, what the sentiment is which in this case is racism like yeah. he works well as that it just works it's just weird when at the same time Vimes is Sometimes he's like, well, Colon is useful to have around because he can do the bad police work so that Carrot can do the good police work at the same time, which is like basically his function here. Like, that's what he sets him up. Yeah. yeah. But then also... Yeah, yeah. The bad old police and like yeah. the good new police. The good yeah. new police who may or may not have given Detritus the riot act. <laughs> um, and even... It... And even... The, the, sorry just just want just to finish my thought like even the even even with like nobby like his relationship to nobby at this point is like that nobby is also like so sick of him yeah he just bullies him <laughs> yeah yeah nobby owns him with facts and logic yeah and that's that's nobby <laughs> <laughs> nobby does own him with facts and logic <laughs> like repeatedly because <laughs> he's great which is fun yeah i like nobby yeah i think mm. I, it'll be interesting to discuss this as the book goes forward as well because obviously we've only like seen a tiny bit Mm. of the plot but it is like just extremely interesting because i don't i don't think it fully succeeds in what it's trying to do just because of well you know it's just because of terry was terry and he was writing at the time when he was writing um this country fucking loves police (laughs) maybe not you know all the time and by everyone but like in the media, that is certainly the case. Um, so, Josh Kirby, did you have to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot to, forgot to mention that I do have this copy. Uh, it's not great. Yeah. To be fair, the hardcover copy yeah. also not great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What if a guy had a really, really, really hooked nose? Yeah, that's what the yep. hardcover looks like. 
I mean, that's what the soft cover looks like too. That's what the Josh Kirby cover looks like, and then the hardcover cover, the hardcover cover, is oh, hardcover is cover. the same. Like the same. These these two guys that are facing off each other, but it's like more stylized, and they're like at the edges of it, and it's it looks more like. Is it more stereotypical or less? <laughs> It's kind of, back it's at kind the of more racist now that I look at it. Oh, cool. Like, if you want to, you, oh, wow, you want okay. to Google Jingo Hide cover real quick. That's interesting. Uh, it's like the anniversary condition. Can somebody post it? Yeah, I'm posting it in the Discord. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Chaz. That's something. Mamma mia! <laughs> right? Like, it's almost worse. Hmm. I think that is worse. I think that is more explicitly racialized. Yeah. Even as a curved sword. <laughs> yep. Well, it, yeah. Well, they do. They do yeah. Yeah. They do he has the beard. I think the beard is what does it for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The beard and the turban and the nose. I, yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have insane. to do that. Um, I think I feel like the Josh. I think the Josh Kirby one is worse. And my I I, I agree actually. Yeah, because yeah. it's more like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, the Josh no Kirby nose is actually that fucking. The Josh Kirby because at least this could be like a guy. Whereas yeah. the Josh Kirby one is like, what if this was like fucked up? Like I don't know because he's in the Josh Kirby style, which is really yeah. like fucked up. So it's yeah, just, and he yeah. also has the curse sword. Of course, the most. I mean, yeah. People did literally use curved swords in the Middle East. <laughs> and here. Yeah. I don't know. I don't care about the sword. They do have swords I don't care about the story, sword. But it's, like, no, he's, but like, he's not the, wearing shoes. Yeah, his, his like whole like, dress is like the way he dresses. I don't know. It's The Josh Kirby one is bad. It's probably worse. But like I expect this from Josh Kirby. Um, <laughs> it's mostly the nose that I have the problem yeah. with. Yeah. Whereas yeah. at the same time, the new cover was done in like 2014. Like By this point, you should have known better. Mm-hmm. You could have just put the weather vane on it, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't really talk about it, but I, I I did want to mention that the opening of this book, like just the first few sections, very well done. Unusual for Terry that it opens like with the inciting incident cold immediately. Open. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like a cult open or like an it's not an immediate arrest. There's but no it's like, sometimes exactly, in the yeah. world strange <laughs> events will happen. Instead of it's not oh, a death. action scene. It doesn't start with it doesn't start with a whole thing about how this is about racism or this is about jingoism. You know, <laughs> like the way he does it sometimes, where he says explicitly what the theme is going to be, and then it's either right or <laughs> either right or not. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, I think because he he laid it out in the title, he was like, "Oh, I don't need to." <laughs> yeah. But it is good. It's a good, mm-hmm. it's a good start, I think. And and then like I think the first like forty or fifty pages are just like a very different rhythm than I'm used from like Terry book beginnings. Because then when it gets to the watch, like when it gets to the first scene where Vimes shows up, he's like, it just starts with these with this assembly of people, and Vimes is just one of them. But it doesn't like it doesn't start explaining. Because usually what he what he always does is he goes inside the characters. Uh, and he does like them, like really shows what their philosophies are. And and and, and this mm. one, it's like for the first bits, like when we see the watch, it's like almost cinematic in a way where it's just like, look, look at what all these characters that you already know are doing. It doesn't explain at all. Like it doesn't explain their character as he usually does in every book, like at the beginning of them. So I thought that was interesting. Mm. I would have been very confused if this had been my yeah. first Discworld book. I do like it's 
there's a bit where it's like um uh where they're like oh why does everyone why does every other country hate us so much and it's like because we're either invading them or waging war on them all the time throughout history and he's like they're like oh history but that's just stuff that happened in the past yeah (laughs) which is (laughs) which is really just like the tory view of like anything yeah whoa people love the british empire what history (laughs) sorry about it that's all in the past that's behind us why would people still care about that yeah yeah that was a that was a good ob- observation of conservatives everywhere, really, especially in yeah. Britain. Yeah, it, yeah, it feels. Yeah, yeah. you know, we've done a lot. You know, we've done a very strong <laughs> right. number of war the crimes. empire. Right, so British history goes: Romans, <laughs> yeah, uh, Anglo-Saxons, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, classic, uh, medieval stuff, yeah, Tudors, Love those guys, yeah, um, medieval and then Tudors, yeah, um, then uh, then World War One. No, no, English Civil War. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Which is all fine. Um, mm-hmm. Well, no, it was bad because the king's head got cut off. That was the bad yeah, that bit. Was bad. Yeah. There was nothing else bad about it. Uh, no. Don't talk to any Irish people. Um, <laughs> and then it that's goes. Just a life, that's just a life advice. <laughs> don't talk to Irish people. Then it goes um, we own India, um, we build railways, and then Gandhi asks us nicely to give them back, mm-hmm. and we do. Yeah. Also, World War II. Yeah. And World War I, very sad. Yeah. I, I think proud sacrifice to defend something from someone <laughs> somehow. Yeah, World War One. It was a great war that really yeah. had a point. Had a point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do think you're you're missing out on the on the um, on the Celts there, who were British up until the Romans invaded, who were the superior and more British uh, people. So then the, <laughs> they were both very British. They were both very British until the Romans came along, and then the Celts were suddenly barbarians and. Then uh, they were rugged Welsh. tribes, and then they were Welsh and had to be exterminated. Now they're a football yeah, team and also somehow a basketball team in America. Yeah. yeah. They're Irish. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but there's been a big thing on both Irish Twitter, Scottish Twitter, and archaeology Twitter <laughs> at the moment, which is there's this like insane far like far right people in America called Celtics films trying to make some like films about the Celtics as they call them ah. um, uh-huh. uh, who are trying to defend their like their culture from the multicultural globalist Roman Empire. Mm. Okay. No, mm. no they're like the, it's it's not well hidden white nationalism. It's no, it doesn't bad. sound like it. It doesn't sound well hidden, yeah. <laughs> right. So, Sounds yeah. like a whole thing. Also I'll send you some of the some of the videos are quite funny because the acting is very terrible. <laughs> Not okay. Good. Anyway, let's talk about how we make money off of our listeners instead. Yeah. So thank- <laughs> this is this is it for the first half part of Jingo. We'll talk more about other stuff as we go along. There's going to be themes do. probably. You need to leave something for the middle part, though. I do remember a lot of events in this book, so I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. Um, so uh, we're here watches the watch, and if you want to donate money, you can give money to our Patreon at three euros money. a month and get uh, access to our bonus episodes like Heart Spell slash Dark Spell. Mm-hmm. Dark Spell coming soon. The book that we, the book that we've written, and the book that we will be writing. That it's a sequel to the first one, and uh, you can donate it's and coming. listen to episodes on that. Or you can get the book, you can get the ebook on Amazon, or you can get a physical copy if you really want one. Or you can donate five and get your name shouted out in in the podcast like these people. Uh, it's loading. Um, <laughs> thank you to our five euro and above patrons, whom are uh, boyfriend of the show, Tom, Hank the Tank, 
Wow. Terran. This fucking guy. Ah, oh, that guy. Ah, oh, Gabagool. Whoa, this paisan. Milk succubus. Ah, oh, I'm, oh, I'm sucking a milk. Yeah. Oh, I'm sucking a milk. The memories of those will last. I'm remembering oh, those will last. Oh, oh, remember it's Sunday. Just Ooh. in Crandall. Ah, oh, just in this Crandall. Just in yeah. time, am I right? Yeah, I have an idea. And a very special <laughs> shout out to uncles of the show, um, Slime Simon. Oh, Sarah, that's Mc- Simon. Simon. Sarah McClintock. Oh, oh that's Sarah Sarah McClintock. What if you was Italian hey, Irish? Oh, and a big flat bund. <laughs> I've never seen a flat bun in my life. Bunta grosso plata. We should say uh, where there's 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 a very special new Patreon episode coming towards you in which we talk about Dear Evan Hansen. It oh, yeah. is hopefully the pilot of of a long running Patreon series where we talk about bad movie musicals, uh, but only if you subscribe to our Patreon. Otherwise, we won't talk about Into the Woods, Phantom of the Opera, Rent, and other classics. Um, I can't believe that. While you were watching Dear Efren Hansen, I was watching Clute. They were there both it equally really puts, movies. It really puts life in perspective. They're, yeah. they're the same <laughs> movie. One, Makes you one is a masterpiece of like tense suspense and, and like unbelievable horror at human cruelty. And the other is Clute. <laughs> I guess it's because I, uh, I watched it the day before the other ones. But uh, you also watched Parasite while I was watching uh, Dear Evan Hansen. I did, yeah. You can watch so many. You can watch Parasite's so many other movies good. while someone's watching Dear Evan Hansen because it's so fucking long. Parasite and yeah, Dear Evan Hansen are the same movie. Good movies. Two whole good movies. Yeah. yeah. Parasite was good. I think they should have murdered that family. They were bad. The poor family were good. Mm. The rich family. No. I wonder if that movie was saying that the rich people were the parasites. They were victims. Yeah. <laughs> I love when I love when when one of the guys from my dance group who was like carpooling with me and he was like. Uh, just watch Parasite because I recommended Parasite to him earlier because he was like have you seen anything new and I was like oh I want to Parasite in the cinema it was very good and then like a month later I was like no now I've seen Parasite and it was great but I think what's interesting about the movie is that the rich family didn't really do that much wrong like they were <laughs> and I was like have you listened to the movie like that bit where they're like well the rich family can be nice because they can afford they can afford to be like that's the entire point of the movie like it's literally said Not by the character. Not hard to understand. Yeah, it's a very obvious movie about what it's saying. <laughs> Yeah. It is not subtle. Some people just will not accept the themes that are mm. told to them. Watching Snowpiercer yeah. and being like, "Damn, this." Yeah. I wish I, I, I wouldn't would... want to. Li- I'm glad I don't live in a train. I'm glad I don't live at the back of that train. That would suck. If I was in a train, I'd live at the front. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, anyway, until next week, this has been Who Watches the Watch. And, um. Don't. No. No. <laughs> You're about to say don't be racist. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't be racist. Just, like, I, be racist. I'm, not no. af- I'm not ashamed to say it. Don't be racist. Don't. I guess Chaz yeah, I wants I you to be, be like, racist. I don't but... want to be all AOC about it, you know? <laughs> like, don't prepare, don't prepare for a summer of, of, of rioting in Britain. I think it's oh, fine. Oh, that's winter, baby. I think it's fine when we say it because we're not AOC. Like we're not in her position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you shouldn't be racist. You should also, like, you know, support, uh, support local. I don't know. Emporium. Give money to support refugees. Small businesses. Be a, be a normal person. Don't support small businesses. If you're a small business, fuck you. But um, 
I went to a small business once. Really, don't get a job. Don't have a job. Uh, Give me a job, but give me one where I don't have to do a lot and also get paid a lot of money. Fuck the Labour Party. If you're one of those, if you're one of those people who keep sending me emails about how I can earn a million dollars and also look at sexy babes at the same time. Oh, man. Yeah, I, could do I would that. like right. that. Get me, get me that job. Yeah, I'd like that. You just have to do I, what I did, which is get a normal nine to five office job and then have a mental breakdown and then not work for a month and a half. They still have to pay you. Good. Not very pay. much, but they still have <laughs> to pay you. Pay you. <laughs> and all you need to yeah. do is talk to your doctor every week. Uh, Beyond strong in the arm is my ankle. You should do a job where you. you... There's far more workload than like you can manage on your full time hours, but you only work part time, and the other person who makes up those technically full time hours, or isn't there. So there's just Good. there's just a lot of work, and yeah, jobs. Yeah, work in a cool center is sexy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll see you next week. Uh, Good night. Beyond the Amazon, uncle, and bye. Goodbye. Oh.